Um, I think men do this too. It's easy for us to check out, uh, to, to, to put on the game, to, to play the game, um, to be busy doing stuff, just always, always in the garage, always in the backyard, just nothing wrong with any of these things I'm naming. But when our motive is, I just don't want to, I, I know if I go in there, she's going to start. I know mm-hmm. it. I know it. Pass her out. I know it. If, if I go in there, she's going to start. And so I, that's why I stay out here or I, I work late or I just, I'm, I'm just trying to isolate myself away from my spouse. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing that, I'm, that we want to sound the alarm on is that's a means of isolation that does not help your marriage. That is not harmless. You are not in neutral. You're in reverse. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Rod. And this is Kai. And welcome to Married in in the Middle. Middle. We have been married for 18 years. We have four amazing kids and a dog named Appa. This podcast is about helping marriages flourish through the challenges of the middle years. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Rod. And I'm Kai. And welcome to Married, Married in, in the, middle. the Middle. We are, man, so glad that you've given us the opportunity to, to share some stuff with you today. I want to encourage you to like, subscribe, share this content. Our goal here in Married in the Middle is to provide helpful, thoughtful content and resources to aid you as you're dealing with the challenges of being married in the middle years in a way that's authentic, honest, and hopeful. Um, today, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to our heart. Um, uh, when we started this podcast, um, and we're not doing this podcast for likes or popularity or notoriety, we're doing this podcast because we want to see marriages last. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to see people build generational legacies of marriages that extend um, to the end of our lives. That the thing that should break up marriages is death. Right. And um, man, we want to see that. Right. And it doesn't come from a place of uh, a couple who's accomplished it all. We're, we're actually walking through these things that we're actually experiencing ourselves. Yeah in our own marriage. Yeah. And so I want to, I, I want to start by saying that, um, we want marriages to, to last. And in order for that to happen, there are some things that we need to do. And I hope you've been gleaning some of that from some previous episodes, but there are also some, some things that we need to avoid undo or, or, or undo. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and we want to talk today about doors of separation. What are the things that lead marriages to places where people are thinking about, um, should I just walk out the door and not come back? Should mm-hmm. I just call my lawyer? Should I just put an end to this? What are the things that lead to that? It doesn't happen overnight. There are intentional steps that that people take that lead towards uh, opportunities for separation and distance in marriage. And we just want to we just want to call some of those things out today. Just want to call some of those things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big thing that I want to say is. These, these doors are not harmless. It's not something we just um, happen to do or it's not something that's not going to take a toll and have an effect on our marriage. It is going to have an effect on our marriage. Right. And we need to be aware of that and cognizant of that as we, as we journey through this. Right. Some, some of them are harmless in and of itself, but some are uh, harmful. Yeah. Some of the doors can be harmful right, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think a good way to frame this is, to look at what are the the motives 
and the intent. Uh, that's that's our dog, Appa. So just, just kind of <laughs> bear with us. Um, yeah, so what are in these things, uh, what is the reasoning behind what you're doing? And so, for instance, one thing I'm going to talk about is fantasy football. If you're a guy out there, you're probably in a fantasy football league right now paying attention <laughs> to your players and your scores. And, and the question can be like, what's wrong with fantasy football? It could be nothing wrong with fantasy mm-hmm. football could be completely fine for you to do, but the question needs to be, um, or you need to ask the question, what's motivating this involvement? And if the motivation is to escape the, the frustration of having to deal with my wife, then that can be something that raises a red flag and, and, and I want us to pay attention to. So. Right, because I mean, that's, that's a big part of being married in the middle is that we, we start to settle in ways and sometimes those habits are unhealthy habits that we're, we're beginning to form and um, it, it can come as a result of just um, resentment over mm-hmm. time that's been built up, um, busyness, hecticness, and, uh, and kind of withdrawing into your own worlds and finding these outlets that, that uh, give us reprieve from our current situation. Yeah, yeah. So, so the first door is... Um, an escapism through work. So the first door is overworking. And we understand you need to work and understand there are bills to pay and, and life is expensive and we want to build this this nest egg and, and we have all these things. And again, there's nothing wrong with working. Um, work is honorable. Work is before the fall. Work is a part of how God created us in creation and, and what we're supposed to do. But I think when we're working for the sake of escaping from having to be home, having to engage Mm -hmm. and finding all of my validation, all of my affirmation from what people tell me at work or what my boss says about my performance or the results or the numbers that I'm getting or the money that I'm making, it's it can become a, a place of separation and 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 distance in your marriage yeah that makes sense yeah it does and i think when we hear overworking i think the immediate person that we think about is is the husband Mm. um but this can this can be very evident in the lives of of women as well i mean um a lot of women have to work these days and um to help to support the family which is fine but i think that sometimes we can find a sense of um escapism at our job where it seems easier to deal with the people at some the people at work at times yeah. i mean we spend so much time with them and they they seem to get you know quote unquote mm, get me right. um they can be easier to um get along with you know uh they don't have to see the real you they don't have to see every aspect of you yeah. um they seem one they see one aspect of you and it kind of flows you know sometimes really smoothly in a, in a work environment um, and it can be easier to just spend a lot of time there at work, picking up extra shifts yeah. or, you know, working overtime um, or for women overworking in a sense um, of the lives of our children, yeah. you know, finding more and more committees to be a part of um, to feel a sense of um, importance. I think there, there's a there's a badge of pride that we wear when we can be at our children's events, which is which is fine and it's beautiful. Right. Um, and I think that's the thing that we're, we're we're trying to show is that these not all of these doors are harmful 
in and of themselves. But um, but the, like you said, the motive behind why yeah. we do what we do is what we have to be aware of. Yeah. Particularly for men, um, work is easy to measure. And so if I if I work X number of hours, I know I'm going to receive X number of dollars, which puts my family in a certain position that when they when when this question is asked, well, well, how did you get to that position? The man can say, well, I worked really hard for us to be here. Mm. It's it's a it, it's a easy, measurable win. Yeah. Not, not that the work is easy, but measuring that work could be easy. And and when there's a discussion or uh, or tension or confusion, you can say, well, well, look, look right. how hard I worked mm-hmm. or look, look how much I provided. Didn't I? Didn't I give all of these resources to the house? It's it's an easy way for us to check a box. Right. And and again, work is honorable. But I think if we're if we're checking that box and neglecting the other boxes or if we're making this great investment at work and not making an investment anywhere else, that's going to be problematic um, for your marriage in, in the long haul, particularly and this involves pastors and ministry leaders as hmm, well especially yeah. it, it can be so easy for you to take care of God's house and neglect the house that God's called you to do your first ministry with um and we could just be running and running this mm-hmm. this is men and women and just think well I'm doing God's service I'm doing God's service right where really you honoring God is caring for your first ministry right. which is your which is your spouse and, and your family. That's a tricky area in particular. I mean, I remember starting the church those first few years, I didn't feel like I had a place to stop you from running yeah. as hard as you were running yeah. um, or, or us as hard as we were running. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt like this was God's work mm. and uh, you know, it can be complicated in situations like that uh, for a spouse, whether it's the man running hard in ministry yeah. or the woman to, to, to interject on that because we feel like, well, this, if it's God's work, then should I really be interrupting it? So I remember when, when argument we got into around those years, you were, you were questioning rightfully so how hard I was running and mm-hmm. the feeling I had is you are attacking my life's work, right? You know, this is my life where I, I had so intertwined um, your identity, my identity and who I am with mm-hmm. what I was doing. Yeah. And so it wasn't just you questioning hours of the day. It was you attacking all that I am. Mm-hmm. And and thankfully, there's been some some undoing of that in my life. But I think it doesn't just happen to pastors. Right. It, it happens to guys that run nonprofits, ladies that run nonprofits, guys start their own business, um, some, some, some managerial level. It, it happens when we intertwine our identity with what we do and not in who Christ says we are. Right. And, and some people may feel like this is not something that we necessarily struggle with. Um, and I guess the question would be to just, just is, do you not struggle? Do you not struggle with it because you've become apathetic? Mm. And just said, this is just how it is. And, and we're, we're just not going to touch this area. Of our right. And, That's just, and so I'm we just both withdraw from that and leave yeah. that alone. And meanwhile, it doesn't mean it's not affecting the person, the other person right. or the family. It just means that it's just being overlooked or swept under the carpet, which can lead to which can lead to resentment over time. Yeah, that's 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 one Paul said for a second. Like if you had one spot 
of skin cancer or one spot of some sickness on your body, you wouldn't neglect it because mm-hmm. you 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 know that it's that it's that it spreads, that it's contagious. Um, and we're coming out of a pandemic where everybody had masks on because you were just you were fearful of 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 catching this this virus. And I think there's some areas of our marriage where we've just accepted stuff that we shouldn't accept. Right. And like that's that's just who he is or that's mm-hmm. just how she's wired or it's right. just always been this way. Like, forget all of that. Yeah, I think it's really alarming when when whenever I hear a couple say, Oh, we don't we don't argue about anything or we yeah. don't get into it about anything. Yeah. If if there's never any tension in your marriage, it may be because one or both people are withholding their true feelings. Yeah. And and one or both could be completely oblivious to the fact that they mm. are not really addressing uh, some concerns that they have or or um, some resentment that that's going on in yeah. their hearts. Um, because we're because we know that we're messy. Yeah. And you put two messy people together, it's going to create a mess at some point or mm. another. And some can get along in different ways, uh, you know, at different levels. But at some point or another, there, there should be some tension. Tension um, and challenge isn't a bad thing yeah. because it's an opportunity for growth. Yeah. But when we find ourselves um, using these outlets, um, it, it, it plants seeds of, of separation that just you know, you kind of take the you moonwalk away from each other yeah. little by little until yeah. you look up and, you know, you're like, who is this person? Yeah. And this is, this is, it's like a snowball effect. Yeah. And if you don't stop it, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. And so that's the first one, overworking. The next one would be fantasy. Fantasy. Now, I already mentioned some of this in, in fantasy football, but it's not just about football. It's, it, it can be it can be fantasy in terms of some escape that your mind goes to mm-hmm. as a way not to have to deal with the reality of marriage. Right. So this could be an escape of uh, what if I lived in a different place or what if I, if I had a different job or yeah. what if I married a different person, then I wouldn't have to deal with what I'm dealing with. Like if I, if I could do something different or mm-hmm. if I would have done something different, then I can create this fantasy place in my mind. And the scary thing is, like, you can go there and nobody knows. Right. Nobody knows if you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And you can go there for, for reprieve and to just have this, this idea or this obsession in your mind that you're dealing with, and it's your personal way of escape. Here's right. the deal. There's something you're believing in that fantasy that is over promising and under delivering. Yeah. Um, so, so, so whatever that thing is, you're saying, man, if I had this thing or if I had this person, then that would give me blank, whatever that is, could be comfort, could be, right. could be peace, could be um, acceptance. Like, so you you could be fantasizing about this person and thinking, man, if I was married to this person, I bet I wouldn't argue as much. I bet it will be further along in life. I bet my kids would respond. And you start building this 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 fantasy in your mind right. that by the time you come out of that fantasy and you have to come back to reality, 
and deal with your real spouse. Now you're looking at her sideways right. and you don't know why you're looking at her sideways. And I, I think that's a deception of yeah. fantasy. First of all, we're, we're obsessed with fantasy. Yeah. Marvel, people love Disney, Star Wars, so on and so forth. We're, we're obsessed with this fictitious mm. idea of something, whatever it is. And when, when we talk about fantasy within a person's mind, we yeah. think that it's, it's just us. Well, it's yeah. just me. This is the place where I can go in my mind mm. that makes me feel better or gives me a sense of relief. But it does spill out. Yeah. That's the deception. It's not just you because it begins to change your perception yeah. of your spouse. It begins to change your perception of your children, of your job. And it leaves you in a place of discontentment. You know, yeah. and you're constantly now, now you're measuring Comparing. your family, uh, your spouse yeah. in particular yeah. against something that's not real. Because typically when in fantasy, when we think of something, we usually think of it better than it yeah. better than it actually is. Right. So if a person is fantasizing about another person, they're not really thinking of the flaws of that right. other person. They're thinking right. of like a more illuminated version of that person. And now you're comparing your spouse to this illuminated version yeah. of someone that's not real yeah. because we all know that to know someone is to, is to live with them. Right. 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 So we don't, Oh, lunch is here. <laughs> <laughs> <We'll be back. laughs> hey, what's up? We hope you are enjoying that episode. I want to encourage you to like comment, share, subscribe. If you are listening to this on the podcast, I want to encourage you to leave a review. Leave a review, yes, and we want to let you guys know that we're trying to build a community of viewers. Yeah, so we have a Patreon page where you could interact with us on a more personal level. Mm -hmm. You can get exclusive content. So if you want to know more about our Patreon page, check out the description box below and click on that link. So enjoy the episode. Peace. Yeah, so uh, I think another aspect, you know, um, us, us imagining that things would be so much uh, better. I think that's kind of the concept of the grass is always greener yeah um on the other side um you know instead of allowing you to uh, allowing yourself to deal with your present reality your mind is somewhere else mm. um i've even done that when it comes to house like we're we're planning to move mm -hmm. um at some point in the near future mm -hmm. um right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know sometimes when i look at how the kids are keeping a house or whatever if things are messy i'm just like all right in the next house, this is how my, right. this is going to look and how that is going to look. Mm. And, um, you know, and so you, you get caught up in that, in that world and you don't get to appreciate and really just be where you be are, present. be present where you are. When, when I'm, when I'm in fantasy, I can't be present in where I'm really, really am. Right. Where God has me and I have no appreciation mm -hmm. for it. And so I'm just like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. And, and, and you're missing the life that God's giving you to live on purpose because you're stuck in lusting after something that he hasn't given you yeah and and may never give you and may not want for you I think it's I think it's unproductive yeah it, it's a fruitless mm -hmm. endeavor to to spend our days it just it just feels good it feels good to be able to escape there I think a, a big catalyst of this, um, and we still want y'all to watch and everything, but <laughs> I feel like social media is mm. is a really big catalyst of, yeah. of it's like a newer type of of fantasy. Maybe some people, you know, back in the day zoned out with just video games or TV, but right. like you know, social media sometimes when when we're just um, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, um, 
you know, it's a, it's a type of fantasy. It's yeah. a type of, of, you know, living through other people or seeing things that we desire. And it just, it just continues to snowball into, um, you know, a place of discontentment. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I think that's why it's so important that they subscribe to this podcast so you can get the little ding. <laughs> and so you know when the podcast is out, so you have to spend too much time. This is purposeful, oh, right? So, this, so is, this is fruitful. Uh, man, I think, I think another door is, and this is a popular one, just isolation. Yeah. Isolation. Um, you want to take this first? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like... It, it, yeah, you low key like no, no, it's fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, no, I do. I, this is a place for for me. And, and again, we we talk bringing it back to the gotta be real. Over, we are. This is marriage in the middle. Yeah. And and at this point, we are finding we're tr- we we see that the marriage in and of itself is not what we expected, and it's harder than we thought. Yeah. And so we look for these ways to to make ourselves feel better. And I think isolation is one of those um, one of those ways that we can escape. And that's yeah. a big one for me. And I can I can always mask it in um, I just need some time alone. You know, I, I'm I'm constantly, you know, I'm a nurse, I serve there. I have four kids, I serve there, I have you know, have help my husband. And so I think rightfully so sometimes I do need um, some time just nothing to myself. Wrong with nothing that. wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I think where where it becomes um, problematic is back to that motive and intent. Why mm-hmm. Am I like how much time am I spending, you know, a- alone or away um, to myself? And that doesn't even necessarily mean that I have to go somewhere, yeah. but to isolate myself, like maybe, you know, I, I, there are times where we have tension, some heated fellowship yeah, yeah. and it's hard, you know, it's hard. It's and I just hard. don't feel like dealing with it. Yeah. Sometimes it might be this. Maybe we just talked about some topic or whatever. And we're and here we are again, mm-hmm. and again. I'm just again, yeah. and I'm just tired, and I'm just like, okay, he comes in the room, I'm going in the bathroom, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I'm busy, I'm doing stuff in there, you yeah. know. Um, but all of a sudden, her hair needed attention. It need, I, I got you know, got <laughs> you know, got to gotta get Sasha together. That's my name, <laughs> Sasha. Um, and or you know, um, just just a sense of avoidance. Even even I I find from my children um and it 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 becomes um it can become scary Mm -hmm. that the more i find myself enjoying that time alone because then i'm seeking it more um and so i think that there there is some healthy healthy places that you can draw like okay you need some time to yourself go grab a cup of coffee whatever it is i love to go get a cup of coffee early in the morning and go sit at the beach um it's very relaxing but that wanting to constantly um, isolate for, because I'm avoiding what's mm, what's too that's hard. That's the motive. That's yeah. the motive because I'm avoiding the hard thing. Yeah. Um, I think men do this too. It's easy for us to check out, uh, to 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 put on the game, to to play the game, um, to be busy doing stuff. Just always always in the garage, always in the backyard. Just nothing wrong with any of these things I'm naming. But when our motive is, I just don't want to, I, just, I know if I go in there, she's going to start. I know mm-hmm. it. I know it. Pastor Rod, I know it. If if I go in there, she's going to start. And so I, that's why I stay out here or I, I work late or I just, I'm, I'm just trying to isolate myself away from my spouse. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing that, I'm, that we want to sound the alarm on is that's a means of isolation that does not help your marriage that is not harmless you are not in neutral you're in reverse yeah that's good 
You're not in neutral. You're in reverse. And so the, the encouragement is, how do I, how do we sit down honestly and deal with what we got to deal with? Right. So I'm not just becoming this cold, callous person. Right. That it gets to a point where nothing you say matters. You you say the most insulting thing to your husband. You think it's gonna bring it, bring him to his knees when you say this and you say it, and he's like, hmm. Next. <laughs> um, so that's that's not a good place yeah. to be at. The other one, uh, I think, an obvious one in a door separation is that of another relationship. Um, uh, this is someone that arises that sparks your interest. It may be physical. It may be emotional. emotional yeah. It may be psychological, right? It may be spiritual. And this person of the opposite sex has now sparked your interest. You're frustrated at home. You're not communicating. You're overworked. You're feeling underappreciated. Mm-hmm. You're used to isolating yourself. And now this person pops up. Mm. And she's saying all the things your wife never says. He's saying all the things your husband never says. And now he's complimenting her and he's pointing out these attributes that she has. And she's bragging on how hard he works and how much he provides. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden stuff is happening you're holding the conversation too long. Mm. You're getting less concerned with who sees. Right. And before you know it, you find yourself in a situation. In an entanglement. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I wasn't oh, planning to say that, but that was so good. It fit, it fit so well there. <laughs> no, it's, uh, man, you threw me off on that. Um, oh, my goodness. It's funny. Man, you threw me off on that. No, so it's like, in, in, you know, if if you if you talk to people after an adulterous relationship, hmm. nine times out of ten, there's a part of them that wonders, man, how did that happen? Yeah. Now sometimes folk folk know how it happened because because they've been they've been so walking in and through these doors of separation pornography is another thing that that makes this 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 door of separation a reality because you're you're so used to seeing these over sexualized images right. on television or not television but on on phones and on the internet and what have you and and you see this over sexualized person on the screen that's doing things that your spouse may not be doing or you think your spouse should be doing those things or the way that person does it when that person is really a sex slave in a slave industry um, that probably not probably doesn't want to be doing those things anyway if you got down to the core of it Um, and now you're putting unrealistic expectations on your spouse and now you are having inappropriate relationships with other people and this is Pulse here. This is disastrous. Yeah. Like what I'm talking about is like an atomic bomb being placed in a home Mm -hmm. with innocent bystanders all around and you're playing with matches. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I think that when when a person is wrapped up in that at times it's really all that they can see yeah. and they become, you know, 
slowly but surely they start defending yeah. that relationship if somebody catches something like hey i saw you guys you guys were talking for right. a while or i i saw the way you guys kind of looked at each right. other what what's going on? no 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 and you start making excuses for that relationship those are those are are major major red flags and and listen don't put it past anyone. I'm not right. telling you to go out there and just start saying, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I'm going to start right. checking every little thing. But even for yourself, mm. you woman, you man, yeah. husband, you wife, you know, don't put it past yourself because uh, early in the marriage, I think no one really suspects that this is something that they would be wrapped up in. Yeah. Um, and I would say most people don't necessarily plan. Yeah to be wrapped up in something like that. Um, but then you get to, to ma- then you get to marriage in the middle yeah, and it's unmet ex- expectations and it's not what you expected mm. it to be. And you realize that it's a lot of work and that, and that becomes something that, that these doors become a, a sense of relief for you. Even if, and, 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 and the prayer is the hope is that you never find yourself in that entanglement. But even if you don't, the pressures of marriage in the middle, you kind of see how they got yeah. there. It's not this, ah, it's, yeah. kind of see how that happened. And and maybe you're listening to this and it happened. And, and maybe you're sitting watching with your spouse, or your spouse sent you this video and, and maybe you, you committed that sin. Uh, the craziness of the gospel yeah. is that there's grace for you too that we have seen God walk marriages through even the painful incidents of divorce. Yeah. Now it, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a walk, right? It's, it's the repentance. Journey, yeah. It's, it's building back trust. It's respecting boundaries. It's, it's showing true repentance in your heart. There are a lot of things that are involved in that, but I've seen God heal marriages mm-hmm. and, and build back marriages again. And we're, we're going to have an episode on that, um, real soon. So stay tuned. But, um, I think it's, it's all, I think it's important for us to, to pay attention hmm to pay attention so we don't knowingly or in a cocky way walk down or walk through that that same door of separation that I'm talking about. Right. Now. And when he says pay attention, he means pay attention to your own heart. Yeah. I think if, if we are paying attention to our hearts, yeah. then we can get the log out of our own eye. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew chapter seven. And 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 instead of the speck out of the other person's yeah. eye. And that doesn't mean not be cautious because maybe you suspect that something is going on with your spouse don't i I wouldn't say to ignore something like that Mm -hmm. um but um we we have to be careful of our own hearts um so that we don't find ourselves in situations like that yeah because 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 we're human and there are beautiful attractive people in this world absolutely you know i think to i think uh to try to ignore that or to, to try to make it seem like you are never attracted yeah. to another person is, I don't think you're being real. Yeah. You know, there are beautiful people in this world. I think you, you can acknowledge that. It's not, it's not you acknowledging that. It's, it's where does your mind go mm. with that? How far do you let your mind go? How far do you let your actions go yeah. with that? Um, yeah, no, that's good. So, so, so what does it look like for us to walk down the hallway 
and not turn into these doors of separation. So I want to I want to walk for the long haul. I want to build this legacy of marriage that I, that I leave to my children and my children's children. What does it look like for us to walk through that mm. that hallway? One of the first things I say is it is we need a a renewed definition of what love is. Mm. Uh, this word love is thrown around in our culture. It's thrown around in a haphazard kind of way. We need to to be clear on 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 what love means so I can be cultivating that with my with my spouse. And so I'm going to go I'm a, I'm going to get I get this definition of love from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and it's it's verses I believe 4 through 7 it says love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, it doesn't boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoice in the truth. Um, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Um, that's that's the First Corinthians definition of of love. And so I think we need to apply that in how we're loving one another. So love is not going to keep this this record of wrong. Mm-hmm. Some of us, when we walk through the hallway, we're dragging a suitcase <laughs> and that suitcase is filled with all the stuff that your spouse did wrong. So the minute they look like something they did may trigger something they done in the past, you go to your suitcase, open it up, turn to, to chapter seven <laughs> in your, your collection and pull out card 32 and say, remember when you, right. you know, that kind of thing. I think it's it's important to have a short uh, a short list of of grievances against your spouse and be quick to forgive and be quick to repent yeah. and not hold what someone may have done over their head um, forever and a day. Right. What are, some, what are some other things that we can do as walking through this, this hallway? I think that we've been hammering at this um, so much, but communication. Yeah. Like, are you talking to your spouse, even even about the doors? Mm. I think there's something um, very vul- vulnerable and transformative yeah. about confessing um, to your spouse the things that the doors that you feel like you're escaping into or have the temptation mm. to escape into. And th- now this is this is the real deal, the right? Deal. Like. To to go I to your get, spouse and to brother, say, brother, I hear you. You ain't say none to me, but I hear how I hear your response right, right now. To, to go to go to your spouse and to say, I find that I'm attracted to this person, mm. or I finding that I'm enjoying time away too yeah. much, or I really have been work staying at work to avoid you mm-hmm. because it's been hard. Like it's hard because you know that what you're gonna say is gonna hurt. Yeah. And then you got to think of all the, you know, we, we know our spouses, so we already know their hurt response Mm -hmm. and, you know, we don't want that backlash, but I think digging in, pressing in, um, is where you produce authenticity and where the love, because our love can be wide, but for it to grow deeper, we have to engage the hard things. And, 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 and I'll say this, I don't know. If every couple is to that place, I, w- I want to leave a little yeah. space for grace. Um, That's a hard thing. It, it It's a very hard thing. And I can hear brothers saying, man, you must have lost your rabbit <laughs> mind. Ain't no way I'm telling her none your of that. Your rabbit mind. You know, um, 
I no like no way like and and if that's your case okay maybe you don't tell her this mm-hmm. but can you tell her this mm-hmm. okay maybe you can't tell her this part of it can you tell her this part of it how can you grow in your confession yeah. in your transparency with your wife at some point bro she need to see the real you mm. And the longer you walk in this thing called marriage, the heavier the mask gets. Mm, that's good. And I think the more we can work towards transparency, I think the better off, the better off we'll be. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think another thing is that uh, as we walk down this hallway, a lot of times the culture tells us and we tell ourselves, it's about me, me, yeah. me, me, Live me. your best life. Um, and we're so selfish. Right. In, in, in marriage that we're so concerned about ourselves that we don't, we don't yeah there's kind this kind of this mindset like to um, rid your life of the things that make you uncomfortable yeah but it, like who says that life is supposed to be so comfortable for yeah. us anyway um, they had a, a lot of people saw um, one of the twins I think um, the famous actor um Tia. Tia and Tamara? Yeah. I forget which one of them. Okay. Um, That might be their name on the show. That might not even be the real name. I I think it is. Um, Yeah. um, Something along the lines of um, marriage was was a curriculum and that, you know, she's Mm. divorced now, but she feels like her marriage was successful because they, their kids and different things like that. And it was this idea of, I I realized, I I was reading up on some of it and there was a realization that she wasn't happy. And because she she wasn't happy, she realized that it was time for her to start making decisions for her. Yeah, I feel like that. In in my opinion, I I feel like that's a type. See, in this in this in these middle years, this is like this is like prime time for midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and the thought that this entitlement mindset, especially that we have in Western culture, that we should we are supposed to be happy. Right. We are supposed to be happy, like. This is this concept is is strong in our Western culture. Yeah. You look around the world that doesn't that's not reflected necessarily in, right. in in the rest of the world where you know oftentimes they try to keep their head above waters. Yeah, but we have so many luxuries that we just kind of assume that we we feel like I should be happy, and yeah. if this person isn't making me happy, then there's something wrong with this person. If right. he can't get with the picture, mm-hmm. then I need to start making decisions that make me happy. It's yeah. a dangerous place to be because. Yeah. You can't even make yourself happy. There, there's a redefinition of what success in marriage is. And and people are now trying to describe marriage as successful when it wasn't successful. Right. Like, divorce is not successful. Is that a, is that a controversial statement? Like, And there are times where... Sometimes like I, it can... Right. I, I, I get it. I get stuff yeah. happens. Yeah. There are grounds at times where people where even Jesus gives permission for people to get divorced when certain things happen. Not that that's his desire right. for it, but, but he, there's, there's certain outs that he gives. The point is, is we ha- we live in a time where people call good, bad and bad. Good. Yeah. Jesus says in this life, you will suffer. Yeah. He's not saying in this life, you'll suffer, but don't worry. Marriage is there. No, no, that's not that's not the point. Like in marriage, you're going to suffer. Yeah. The call for the husband is to lay down his life for his wife. The call of a wife 
is to honor and submit mm-hmm. and respect to the husband. Those are not pleasure, always pleasurable right. things. Like there's there's pain in marriage, there's suffering mm-hmm. in marriage, there's there's a death to the to the spouses in marriage as you seek to build something that honors God. Yeah. And and so I just think when we get to a place when we're calling, um, when we're calling things that's not a win a win. Yeah. And dressing it up like a win, that's and I, and I I feel like I've seen that I've seen um, just in my own parents' marriage, which wasn't perfect by by any yeah. any means, um, but there's something about fighting through to the other side. Mm. Um, you know, I, I I'm a nurse, and one of my favorite people groups is um, el- the elderly. I I love the elderly. If you uh, you 65, you you too young. Like I get, give them to me 70 and older. Ooh, I love me some old people because they they just have a, a different perspective on life. They've been through it all, all the ups and downs, all the roller coasters. And that at the end of life, you have su- this different perspective where you're looking back, yeah. you're thinking legacy. And when I see those couples who've been married for 60, mm. 60 something years, yeah. you know the things that they had gone through is almost laughable. Like sometimes they're, they're laughing about it or they say, I say, how long have you been married? 65. Oh my goodness. 65 years. And they say, Oh, and she drove me crazy every one of those (laughs) days, but I love her so Mm. much. And I'm like, this is what, this is what our aim is. This is what our goal is because we, these different things, they do fade away. Our interest in, in our fire behind, all the things that are our strong passions and yeah. desires, they those passions wane. They wane yeah. with time. And yeah. you get to taste of of the beauty of what God uh really ordained marriage to yeah. be. And that's about us being conformed to the image of Christ yeah. and us leaving a legacy for the next generation. Yeah. It it's about the affection that he has for his church. Yeah. And, and, and we said this, uh, um, some of y'all may be watching and wouldn't call yourself Christians. That's cool. Keep watching. But just give me a few minutes. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is Christ's affection that he has for his church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that he, that he gives his life. He lays down his life for the church. Look at that sacrifice. He is crucified, naked, on a cross mm-hmm. for our sins that don't deserve him laying down like that. It's almost like somebody should say to Jesus, Jesus, it don't take all that. Don't do that for them. Mm. You know, like, like you, you deserve better. And he's like, <laughs> you don't right. even get it. If he does not lay down his yeah. life, then, then we don't have a part mm-hmm. in the family of God. I think it's, I think it's a worthy sacrifice, but we can't sacrifice if we don't even know the definition of the terms. Right. And I think that's strong. What you said when, um, um, I was reading in the commentary, it talked about how one of the tricks of and schemes of the devil is to take biblical characters who are heroes and turn them into villains mm. and then take characters in the Bible that are villains and turn them into heroes. And I think so often that's what we've done in this culture. We've called good, bad and bad, good. We've yeah. called what we should be standing up and saying, man, this is something I want to hold on to and fight for. Yeah. We, th- we treat it as common and it's, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. What, what we're saying is yeah. really hard. Yeah. The, this is not, this is not easy um, in any sense. I mean, we, 
we have to live by this as well. Yeah. We're, we're in the pot. In it with you. With you. I mean, one of the things that holds us accountable is that we've always worked with couples. And sometimes, honestly, we will work with a couple. And after that, be like, get your second cup of tea, girl. Because, uh, yeah, you know, now what's do. going on with us? We <laughs> got some work to do. You told her that, but you ain't lived that out. Listen, Rod, he, girl. I'm a hot heater. Kai is too. It's it, it's a hard thing, and so it's not. Um, we we don't anticipate this uh, for people to hear this and be like, yeah. "Well, that's the fix." Right. Um, it's really get your tools out and and let's get to work. And the work finishes once we are in eternity. Yeah. <laughs> We're always working. Yeah. So let's let's you're stuck forever. Let's let's wrap this up real quick with some calls to action, man. First thing we want you to do. Is, is seek to identify what is that idol, what is that image, what is that what is that thing that's stealing my attention, affection, time for my my marriage where I should be investing. Let's call out what that thing is. Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it lust? Is it uh, my fight for control? Is it is my comfort? Is it acceptance? Is it power? I need to have the power in this situation. What is that thing? that I need to call out. Let's 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 have a conversation about that. And let's call out that that idol or that that fantasy for the thing it is. And let's seek to work together to take the power away from that from that idol, that fantasy. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I hope like, that this subscribe, sparks share. um some conversation. Like, subscribe, um, share. Hard words, but Send but good for the soul, right? Friends. It's like medicine. <laughs> like, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, and share, share. We'll and we'll see you guys time. on the next one. Bye. Peace.